Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. For those of us that, and I'm not a champion of Mike McCarthy. All right, I'm not. He's not Bill. I'm not painting him like he's Bill Walsh or anything like that. I just said I don't think they need the firing. I think give him another year. Let's see what they do next year. Um, but Are people for those that you for felt saying that? that, well, no, but for those of us that kind of defended him or said, nah, don't fire him. I don't know if today was the best day because Mike McCarthy spoke uh, to the media and actually said his players were nervous going into that game. Here he is. Thought we were nervous to start the game. Uh, fell it in the locker room at the team prayer, but I thought we fought through that. Okay. Let me take the word nervous back. I mean, it was, it was a little angst, okay, which I, I think just like anything. I mean, it's just, I mean, they were excited. They had a great week of practice. I thought the pregame was good, but, you know, I just think that maybe it was the first time we were doing this as a whole. They were a little cleaner than we were at the beginning of the game. That's just, that's just the facts. I, look, Rob, and I'm going to be quick because I know you want to pounce. No, I assume I just, you, I assume I just, you want to pounce. I threw up my fake chicken in my mouth, okay, from KFC. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. He knows how bad it sounded to say they're nervous, and he's clearly searching. He's searching for an excuse for why they came out slow. Maybe they were, instead of nervous, they were unprepared. Yeah. Maybe instead of nervous, San Francisco just outplayed them early. You know, whatever you want. I just can't believe it's nervousness for these guys. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, they've been in the playoffs before. Several other players. They got a lot of veterans on that team. Come on, nervous, but he they made beat it Seattle, worse, Rob. They, they won a playoff they game, Chris, Russell not 20 Wilson years ago. Right. right. He made it worse when he said, no, it was angst. Because here's the definition of angst. A feeling of deep anxiety or dread. That's kind of like fear almost. Right. Typically an unfocused one about the human condition or the state of the world in general. So I don't know if I get right. bad uh, Italian food, then it would be called agita. You know what I mean? Okay. Nothing, uh, Alex. But anyway, a- <laughs> uh, I, I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> you said but angst. Rob, I, I said agita. Angst. Angst. I think angst is worse than nervousness. No, but but I think he knew he had to take the word nervous because it just sounds kind of like. He should have went somewhere other than that. Yeah, actually. like, oh, what did I say? Uh-oh, I saw eyebrows raised right, from the right, reporters. Right. You know, where, where or somebody might have. Uh, he saw a headline coming. <laughs> yeah, or, or somebody, Chris, you know, couldn't help it and they started salivating, you know, like right, out the right. side of their mouth. And he was like, oh, my God, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> they took their computer out immediately and right. writing. Um, no, go ahead. I mean, no, I, I, I'm sorry. I think you're right. It's a, it's searching for something rather than just saying you got your butts kicked at home. You. you weren't prepared. You know, it was embarrassing to me that we, we, we won all these games during the regular season. You know, we thought we had all the pieces in place and whatnot, and we laid an egg and we won't do it next year. We, we, this won't happen again. Like, where's that? You know, like seriously, like like Mike, this probably next year is your last year. Chris, you remember who was the Giants coach? He passed probably away. His last year, uh, Fossil. Um, 
Jim Fossil. Yeah. Remember Jim Fossil was in hot water with the Giants. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And he pounded on the podium and said, I guarantee you we make the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah. Because he already knew if they didn't make the playoffs, he's going to get whacked anyway. Right. And Mike McCarthy, if you can sit here and think that if they don't make the playoffs or they have another first-round exit, you're sticking around. No, I'm just saying, Chris, he's not sticking around. So I would have rather had him say, I'm going to take this. We weren't prepared out of the gate. We didn't make the necessary adjustments with the offense because we couldn't move the ball. We didn't do what we were supposed to do. And we didn't give ourselves a shot at the end zone at the end because we didn't execute properly. That's what I want to hear. Not, oh, they were nervous. They had some angst. Yeah, I don't want to say nervous. Can we hear that, Chris? Rob, everything, yes. Like, McCarthy, it seems like players like him. You know, maybe Aaron Rodgers notwithstanding, I don't know. But it seems like players like him. I don't think Aaron Rodgers hated him. I think there were just issues with play calling. He was ready to get rid of him, yeah. And and it needed to be done, obviously. But, yeah, it seems like over the years, McCarthy's been a players coach. We talked with Greg Jennings. You know, players, ex-players I talked to seem to really like him. This is the type of comment, Rob, though, that if I was a player, then I I would be like looking at you funny. I'm serious, like, because that makes, I think that makes them appear weak-minded, Rob. You were nervous in a playoff game at At home home (laughs) against a wild card and with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. Now, what in the world would you have done if Aaron Rodgers steps into the building or you step into his building or Tom Brady? Are you going to wet yourself? I know. I mean, so I'm, if I'm a player, I'm looking at this like, oh, I'd rather you say the truth, which is we didn't execute. The truth, which is, look, they, they punched us in the face, and it took us a while to recover. We didn't come out ready to play. Whatever. But nervous? Yeah, They've been I, playing this game their entire lives. I, what, I, what is there to be I, nervous about playing in front of, a hundred thousand fans in your building, Chris. Everybody, right. you just you just waxed Washington with fifty some odd points. Wasn't that two weeks ago? Yeah. What it, was it, that? If there were nerves, and again, I'm with you. I don't think there were, but I would. If there were, that's Jerry Jones's fault for creating. And I keep pounding it, but it's just so strong of a feeling that I have now. This dude creates so much drama. The, the Cowboys, Rob, more than a football program or organization, they are a soap opera that is set in a football setting. You know how Bull Durham was about more than baseball? Yeah. But it was set in baseball. But It, it was, was really a romantic a, comedy, right? right? Yeah, yeah. That's what the Cowboys are. They're not an all strictly football. They're a soap opera in, in a football setting, yes. You know, but... That's what they are. And so that's a problem. And I think that's a big issue. And I I don't think they're ever going to win this thing with Jerry Jones running. I I don't either. I mean, Chris, it's 26 years. I mean, how much proof do you have? And the only common denominator, they've been through coaches. Even Bill Parcells coached there. I mean, they've been through a million coaches. Yes. Come on. It's, It's ridiculous. Tony Romo put up these ridiculous numbers, could never win, right? Yep. Uh, it's just something that's just it, it, the organization and it starts at the top. I keep saying it. 
They run it like a mom and pop store. And, that's, and if you keep doing that and refuse to turn it over to football people, Jimmy Johnson was a football guy, Chris. Simple. Yep. Yep. Simple. And Jerry, Jerry, if you're listening, you're going to get credit if you win. You're going to get credit if you win. If you don't talk all year, if you don't go on the rate your radio show, if you don't hold court outside of the locker room and your team wins, guess what? You're going to get credit. Because that's what he wants, Rob. No, I get, that's what he's he wants. already Besides Chris in the Hall of Fame. I don't. He's right. already. He's already. Like, I mean, it's great for business, right? Right. Is it, I mean, I, Rob, they may be. I mean, obviously, you think if they won a few Super Bowls, they'd be more valuable. But their their value is sky high. There today, yesterday, everybody's talking about them. We're not talking about all the other teams that lost for the most part, but we're, everybody's talking Cowboys. Well, uh, because and too, it's good for business, but right. like I said, it's a soap opera. Soap opera is good for business. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. This just came out, and we got to get into it because it's right in your wheelhouse. Bruce Feldman... Of the athletic, we've both worked with Bruce at, at ESPN and uh, Fox. Yes, he tweeted this: multiple sources inside Michigan football told him this week that they think if Jim Harbaugh is offered the Raiders' head coaching job, he'll take it. There it is. I, now remember, Harbaugh Chris, started his coaching career there with them in two thousand three. So, go ahead. That's your wheelhouse. I, what have I been saying the whole time? That that this is his, if you want to get back into the NFL, you did all you can do at Michigan. I know, Chris, you don't think his job is done because they didn't I win don't. a championship. I get well, it. not even that. Not even, because it's going to be hard for them to win a championship with the SEC. But I want to get to Ohio State's level, or close, right? Where we expect you to be in the hunt for it. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's confident that that's going to happen because Ohio State, like I said, will be looking for them next year. But the other thing is you get to a certain point. You remember last year there were a lot of NFL jobs open. He had to take a pay cut, Chris. Nobody would pick up the phone when he called last year, you know, to sniff around to see if he had another option. Right. There was no option for him last year. His name was he, Mudd. Yeah, he may not have taken that pay cut. If he Am I right? Option. If he could have gotten, no. Would. He could have gone to right. the NFL. The Lions had a job and didn't even interview him. His name was Mudd in, in, in the state of Michigan. Right. Like, even the Lions couldn't hire Jim Harbaugh last year. Right. 
If this was a couple years ago, Chris, right? <laughs> you don't think that they would have tried to interview Jim Harbaugh? Right. Yes. Right. Right. So I think he understands where he is. He might still be a little salty because they came for his money. But, yeah. Chris, you know that. Like, that stings. You were making $8 million and then all of a sudden you're making $4 million And they told you, take it or leave it. Right. And you, and you had no choice. How many big-time college coaches are taking a pay cut? <laughs> How many? Not uh, many. No doubt. No doubt. You're right. You're right. I think that that's part of it, Chris. And I think that he has to determine uh, – after getting their butts kicked in the college football playoff game right against Georgia, he's just probably saying, am I going to win here or am I going to go back to what I just went through for seven years? This wasn't easy to clean my name, cleanse my name, and get it back in good standing. I can go to the NFL. You know, Davis, Mark Davis gave uh, John Gruden a gazillion dollars. I might get some casino well, stock. if it's about and money – yeah, obviously right? the Raiders can really hook you up. No doubt. No doubt. So I'm thinking – I believe the sources. I believe and, – and because he's been honest to recruits, Chris, right, who've been asked, right, about well, that's his the, situation. Well, that's the most telling thing. Yeah, yeah, that tells you because he doesn't want to mislead somebody. Right. And, and, and I think I, – I think he's going to – I think he's going to take an NFL job. I, I believe – what the reports are saying about the Raiders. Because I think it's the Raiders or Bears are the two most attractive jobs for Jim Harbaugh. I like the Bears job. You got a quarterback. And remember, he did wonders with Colin Kaepernick, who was a guy that could throw it and run it. And that's what Justin Fields is. You got a defense there that we know historically that's a pretty good team defensively. And so, yeah, that's not a bad situation. The Raiders, um... I don't think it's like everybody's raving about how good this job is. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad job. Obviously, every place you go, there's competition. But you got Patrick Mahomes in that division. You got Justin Herbert in that but, division. But he can look at it as with all that went on, they still persevered and made the playoffs. Like that's that. Okay, fine. No, I'm, I'm they, not saying I'm with you. Kansas City? I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying from that standpoint, guys always feel like they can make things better. You know, you wouldn't be in coaching if you don't believe you can make things better. Here's my thing about Harbaugh, and you, you've talked about the challenge, like, of ever winning a national championship at Michigan, just because the SEC is so dominant. And uh, if you look at the history of the college football playoff, outside of that first year when Ohio State won it, uh, the Big Ten teams have pretty much gotten their lunch taken from them. And, right, and Chris, punched and, in the mouth. Yes, pushed down. But can I lunch, say this too? Your tough skins get scuffled up and, and holes in your tough skins. Mom's got to put a patch in the knees. You know, <laughs> remember those? I remember those. You got a pair <laughs> in the husky section. My mom always section. put my tat- My mom always put the patches on the outside of my pants. Not so you the had inside. The whole square. No, and, and it, it just didn't look right. Right. It should have been on that the inside. That got me in more fights. Exactly. They were like, what kind of pants are you wearing, patchwork family? Did they call you the patchwork family? Um, no. But. And here's the other part, Chris. Michigan's history of winning a national championship, they only got one. And it was a shared and it was mythical. A mythical. Right, right. So, right. so Jim Harbaugh's going, Bo Schembechler was there for a million years and couldn't win. Seriously. Like, you, you start to look and go, 
this is not going to wind up being good for me long term. I think he's going to make the right decision, which is I came to Michigan. You wanted me to get you into the college football. That's what he'll be able to say. I did it. I got where you wanted to go, and now I'm gonna I'm done with college See, I football. Would, I would say you didn't get us where you wanted to go. That's great. We got the college football playoff. We're happy. Awesome. We beat Ohio State, won the Big Ten, all that. But what if next year we fall right off again? And now we're back to square one. I, you're not there yet. You know this is my opinion on, on Harbaugh's situation there. And here's the other thing, Rob. If he goes to the NFL, and he did a great job. I, like when they basically they remember he had three, the issues right. with the gym, Trent Balky, and they basically chose Balky. Yep. I thought that was ridiculous. Harbaugh was terrific in the NFL. Yeah, but I think he, he rubbed the owner the wrong way too, Chris. And you know what? You, you always got to remember – it ain't your team. I don't care what coach. Okay. You know, like like right. there's a there's a degree of that. I think Mark Jackson went through that in Golden State. No, right, right. right. You you. It ain't your team. Absolutely. You have to play a little bit of politics. Politics, right? But Rob, you talk about the challenge of him winning the national championship, or let's just say, you know, getting to the playoffs. You know, consistently. Consistently, yeah. Okay, that's a big challenge. But if he's at Michigan. And that is the challenge. He knows he's got job security. They love him there. He's virtually a made man because they could have fired him a while ago and they didn't. And he comes back and takes them to the playoffs. So now he's, like you said, everybody loves him in the state. He's going to be there long term if he wants. And I'm assuming they'll pay him the money because if they won't pay him the money, and the Raiders blow him away with an offer, then fine, go. But, Rob, if he, he has job security at Michigan yeah, that but he will not have in the NFL. I agree with that. I don't think it's Mark different... Davis is giving out any more 10-year, $100 no. million dollar deals. No, I don't, I don't. I think he ran out of that. He's all out, fresh out of that, Chris. I agree. But Harbaugh still has to feel like I'm the native son. I played for Bo. Right. I was a quarterback at Michigan. And you guys cut my pay 50%. You embarrassed me. Like, like you really like, like were like pushed me to I had no alternative. Like, like they weren't going to fire him because I, I think that they just, because of what he's done for the university and his standing there, Chris. But a 50% pay cut from eight to four is pretty hard to, t- to uh, accept. And I think that that – that that hurts, you know, like, right. like, okay, you love me and all that, but you guys did damage to me and my family when you cut my salary in half. But come back out and 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 now make it right. Now pay him. Pay him a huge salary. And Rob, I don't know, look, you might obviously it's a blow to the ego. But remember, what did he do this year? All the extra bonus money he earned, he gave to people, workers at the school that had been in, affected. From right, the pandemic, which was a nice, so, nice right. Gesture. So if he's just straight bitter, I don't know that he does that. So, but I do think they need to make it right and give him the money he. But he see, earned. I think Chris after they after they beat Ohio State and and then they won the Big Ten, right? I think that's when he probably they probably should have presented him with a new contract offer right then and there. And I think yeah, they made that, a mistake. That's a good point. You know what I, I mean? I think like that makes a lot of sense, right? Like you do it right there. Like okay, you did. You you came through with what we needed. 
here we go. Here's the contract. Forget about last year. We're going to make it up to you. And the end of it. But they didn't do that, Chris. He's still working on that extension that he signed last year. Right. And now here comes the uh, NFL suitors because his name is now back in good graces. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. That's right. He don't play. He takes it to the house. NBA champion, three-point sharpshooter, Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, our main man, Eddie House. What is up, brother? Eddie. Good evening, brothers. Good to have you on, man. Good to have you on. Let's get right to it. Eddie, I'm going to try to be nice. I'm not going to hate on anybody for the next eight minutes, okay? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> he going to try. You notice that. You Don't know I'm going to try. 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 He's going to pull uh, one out. A story <laughs> came out today, Eddie, or a report, that Ben Simmons, which I've always felt, I, I felt he's not going to play this year. If he's not traded, I don't think he's playing this year. But the report came out that he's cool with that. Does that bother you? It's a guy smack dab in the middle of his prime, young, um, a lot to play for, and he's willing to sit out an entire season because the coach uh, criticized him. Right? Do you have an issue with that? Oh man, you, 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 where, where I stand on this, put it like this: I never have an issue with somebody feeling like, "Hey, this is the stance I'm taking." Do I agree with it? No, I don't agree with it. I agree that you know you live up to what you. When you play and you perform, you want to get compensated for your play and your performance. When you do get compensated for your play and performance, you must honor that contract that you worked so hard to get from the day that you were working. So that's the issue that I have with it. Um, I think that at the end of the day, really, I think the the Philadelphia 76ers dropped the ball in the offseason knowing that this is where it was going. Once they got the murmurs and they understood that – hey, man, the the boat is getting rocky with him. They should have jumped on it right away. They shouldn't have allowed it to go as far as, the, as, as it has went. Um, you, you had to try to move up off of him as, as soon as possible, as soon as you heard that. Um, I think that for him, though, uh, being a professional, it's not professional at all. Um, you have to honor what you have worked for to get, and now you have to – uh, give that back. He's not only robbing himself of these years of or this year of opportunity of playing. He's robbing his teammates, but not only robbing his teammates, he's robbing the fans. Not only the Philadelphia fans, but NBA fans as a whole. Would that if you were another team looking to trade for him, would that cause you concern and give you pause, like that he's you know doing all he's doing this year, and does it speak maybe? And and I I want to be careful with mental health and all that but that he might not be mentally tough enough to handle certain situations on the court. No, I'm going to tell you why not. If he could help me win a championship right now, that's all they care about right now. Um, look at what happened in Toronto. You got Ka- uh, uh, Kawhi came, got him. He got up out of there. That, and that was a player decision. But as many decisions that are happening like that from upper management, hey, you pluck a guy, you plug and play, you're able to win a championship, he's not going to be there next year, you don't want to pay him and move forward with that. I think that if he's a guy that you feel that can get you over the hump, I think you have to go out there and try to get you, – you do whatever you can to get him. If you really believe it deep down that he can get you to a championship, I think that's the ultimate goal no matter what. All, every, every, we, we know this. 
what cures everything? Winning, right? But that's what I'm wondering. Does are, would there be questions about his mental? fortitude to, to get, help get you a chance. God forbid somebody criticized him in a press conference, you might lose him. I don't th- I don't think that. I, I think that the case in that matter was, I think that those guys got really close, and he thought they were close. I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much, but, you know, sometimes you think you're closer with somebody than you really are, and then somebody say something about how they really feel when they could have told you that behind closed doors, and then you'd be like, oh, man, damn, you could have told me this. You didn't have to air it out like this. And then you really – now everybody's looking at each other sideways. Nobody really trusts each other no more. That could have been one of those issues that happened in, in that locker room. But at all out the door, if you had the trade deadline, you're looking for him to bring something to you for four months, okay? Four months he has to be mentally strong. you got to maybe stroke his ego. you got to do whatever you can to make sure that he's in a comfortable environment. And if he does – and we don't have real mental issues, which he said he did, so I don't want to say that it's not real, then you do everything you can to help him with that situation, okay, if that's the way that you're going to move. Otherwise, he will be just sitting at home. Philly will have to eat that, and it is what it is with that. I'm going to say this, and and I'm for free agency and people being able to do whatever they want to do and have to live with those decisions. But I, I'm with Philly in this case. They they signed him to a big deal. They made a commitment to him, and and basically, he screwed them. And he's they're not going to just give in and let him get his way. And if he has to sit out and miss the whole year and not get paid or whatever it is, I, if I'm Philly, I would I would do what they're doing because Eddie, this thing could have been settled, and you're right. But what it could have been settled if he his head was screwed on right. Come back to training camp, say all the right things, go out and play, and then let his his stock get back up, right, by playing the first half, right. and then they could trade him. But he didn't do that. He could have easily done that, say, hey, I don't want to be here. I'm going to play my butt off through the first 40 games and build up the, the trade value, and then I need you to move me at the, at the trade deadline. That could have happened without him saying anything, and now – they're stuck. You disagree with yeah. that? No, no. I agree that he should have came out and played because it just improve. It just shows your character. You know, number right. one, you're a overall professional. But we don't really know what was said behind closed doors to make somebody say, "Man, why do I want to play for you?" You know, at the end of the day, why do I want to sit here and go out here and risk getting injured, having a career-ending injury for somebody that we really doesn't? Because you, you, right. you got, you that, got four years of contract. I understand that. That's true. But you really don't believe in me. It's hard. It's hard enough to get up and go do it. Okay. It, no matter what, don't let's not put a dollar sign on it. It's hard enough to find that energy day in and day out. You know, you're going to have those games. Most of the time, you don't feel like going to play because you've been doing it your whole life. Those special games, TV games, the one that everybody's watching or those rivalry games, you're going to find it. Uh, you're going to have it. Then you got to find it all those other games. And when you have somebody that's not believing you, I'm just trying to defend him at the was same time. Was what Doc look, said that but, but, bad, Eddie? But, but, really? but Eddie I mean, I'm just asking as a player. Was what, yeah, and, and, he and didn't Chris, say, nah, we, not right now, not the way he's playing now. We can't win. He just said, you know what, I don't know. And, and we don't know. And I mean, you know what, Eddie? The, the, the other oh, thing, too, is Doc, Doc defended, defended him, him all, year, right. all year to the to reporters the to the point. To the point of even looking silly, yes. I thought, at times. 
Yeah, no, trust me. I'm I'm just saying the only thing that I can think of is, and, and we talked about the mental health thing, right? So I can't dive into a guy that has mental health issues and how he would think. For me, I've been in a situation where I've been playing and all of a sudden I haven't been playing and I, you could go either way. But I wasn't making that money and I don't count mm-hmm. nobody's pockets. But at the same time, I still think you have a job that you need to be doing. And if you don't go out there and do it, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, you don't believe in it, this is the situation that they're in now. I think that's – you know what? Let's stop looking at the player and let's look at the upper management. They should have had some due diligence to say, before we sign this guy to this big deal, is he ready for this big deal? You know, everybody keeps on going. Let's start I looking mean, at the people who are signing shoot. these deals. He wouldn't shoot, so we'll get – right. still the, the proof was in the pudding. Why would you give him that money when the proof is in the pudding? Like, he can't shoot. He won't – but you go ahead and pay him anyway – and then on top of him not being able to be a guy that can stretch the floor, yeah, he can rebound, he has size, and he can pass, but he can't knock down free throws in crunch situations. He can't knock down an open jumper. People are playing off of him. Let's start looking at the person that said, hey, man, let's give him all this money. Let me ask you this, Eddie, before you go. Frank Vogel, you know, story came out yesterday that he's on the hot seat and really, you know. Day-to-day evaluation. Gone, right. Had it gone bad against Utah, he might have been out. Do you think he's the problem? I I get sometimes you got to do what you got to do just because you need to change, but I don't think he's the problem. I think we all know that he hasn't been the problem. Well, he wasn't the problem when they won the championship, right? He was the right. solution, right? He was the solution. Right. And uh, really, whoever the, the, the way this team has been put together has not that that was the problem from day That's one and everybody has been talking about it. LeBron the is a GM right together. Eddie uh no I won't say I we won't go as far as that but you know <laughs> but really let's 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 cut the, to the chase and let's be real with everything the problem is not Russ is not LeBron is not Frank Vogel the problem is the guy that's supposed to have taken this franchise over as the torch was being passed to him he doesn't have his hand out to get the baton. They're yelling right. stick, That's and he true. got his hand in front of his chest. He don't want it right now. He hasn't been out there. The best ability is availability, and he hasn't been available for the for, for this team. So, to me, instead of looking and pointing everywhere else, again, you got a point that's like, okay, this is the guy that we wanted. So that goes back up to, you know, your upper management and stuff like to say, okay, this is the guy we wanted, and he's not the guy. Instead of po- point to the – person that has his hands tied behind his back I can't really you know as a coach you really don't make too many personnel decisions you have other people that make those decisions so you know but before we start you know uh castrating and sitting here and really ostracizing all these other people that uh, that really ain't making decisions let's start looking at the decision makers man and saying hey man I don't know if, if this is the right guy that needs to be in this position to be making these decisions and pulling these triggers on some of these deals all right, that is our man Eddie House getting so deep on So it sounds like us. Eddie's blaming LeBron. Is that what we're talking about? No, Rob. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm like it this, ain't Eddie. been eight minutes yet. I did, it hasn't been eight minutes. All right, we're going to let you go, man, All right, before, before the, the clock strikes The clock, eight, that's right. right. Beat the clock. <laughs> yes. All right, brother. Right we appreciate on, you.